Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Bashmania podcast. I'm your host, as always, Justin Bash. And today, we have Bo Bartlett on the show who just won a junior world bronze medal over in Russia. And Bo is someone who's super interesting to me. He's a guy that I don't think you can have a conversation with and not become a fan of. He's a great kid and he's a graphic designer. And I love that. It's obviously my background. I own a marketing company. So that's been my whole world for the last decade and a half, two decades now. So a lot of fun. I'm excited for this one. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Attack. If you haven't downloaded the Attack app yet, I'm not sure what you're doing. This app is incredible. It's a fitness and training nutrition app that's geared towards wrestlers that is like having a coach in your pocket. So you have a coach and tips and you get helps. Helps. That's not a word. You get help with your diet, with your workouts, with nutrition, with your training, with your recovery. And they have Jordan Burroughs, Sarah, Sarah Hildebrandt, Reese Humphrey, so many great wrestlers involved in it. And it's only going to get better. I talk to these folks regularly. I know what's coming. You do not want to miss this. Make sure you download the Attack app today. It's A-T-A-C. Go try to climb that leaderboard. And let me know what you think. DM me, whether it's criticism, whether it's praise. I can handle it because I'll just go tell those guys. So download Attack. Thank you to Attack for continuing to sponsor this podcast. With that said, guys, by the way, if you're not subscribed on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Rockfin, wherever you watch or listen to this, go subscribe. Make sure to get notifications as soon as the show drops. With that said, let's bring on Bo. Episode 132, Bashmania podcast. We're back. Junior world bronze medalist, Bo Bartlett, fresh off a plane from Russia. How are you, man? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. It's I've been wanting to have you on for a while for a number of reasons. Being a marketing guy, the fact that you do graphic design has always piqued my interest for years. But I, I'm going through like some topics I wanted to talk about. And it's funny because the first name obviously is like, all right, let's talk about the Junior World Championships. And then I'm like, time out. Can we talk for a minute about the fact that it's in Russia? Like, my wife is just becoming a big wrestling fan. I talk about it on this podcast all the time. And she's always seen the places where people are wrestling. Like, Iran, Russia. It's places you would never go vacation. Is this your first time going? I know you went to Guatemala for Pan Ams. Is this your first place going somewhere like Russia? For, for wrestling, definitely. I've been, I've been to a couple other countries just for vacation. But yeah. Traveling to Russia, wrestling, they're nine hours ahead. That was... That was different. What was it like, like submerging in the Russian culture for a week? La- I mean, landing at 1 a.m., 
taking COVID tests and not our nice COVID tests where, you know, you have a swabber, they prick your <laughs> finger, my blood, the pipette at maybe two in the morning, three in the morning, check into a hotel. And there, it, there's some adversity there. That, that was a little difficult. Uh, but overall, it was pretty smooth. It's just everything's different. I'm, a, I'm really a pretty good traveler, but it was, it was different. Very different. What was the food situation like? I know, like, for the Olympics, they were making the entire USA team, like, American food to kind of keep you regulated. Did you guys have that there? I think it was maybe, like, a half-and-half half, uh, type thing. Obviously, they had eggs, and that was about as, Mer- as American as it got. Um, <laughs> scrambled, watery eggs. Um, so they weren't from chickens. <laughs> no. Uh, we got, we actually, as soon as we got to the plane, they, they gave us – they offered I didn't drink it. No, I think two people drank it. Goat milk yeah. or whatever? Horse milk. Horse milk, yeah. <laughs> Which I looked up. I looked up after the fact, and it's mildly alcoholic. So I'm very happy that <laughs> you know, drank it <laughs> like, right off the plate. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm proud of us on that one. Horse milk. Yeah, I've never even heard of horse milk. I, who tried? Did they like it? No one liked it. And then so- we found out it was like it was a joke. They don't drink it either. They just offered the Russians. They don't drink it either, really. They just offered it up to us. So it's like yeah. a gag gift. That's clever. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to insult you. And it's a gag gift. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, crazy gag gift. Um, So you get to Russia. Now, going into Russia, there's so much hype because of the Olympics, especially NLWC State College. Mm-hmm. Four, four Olympic medalists, um, David, Bexod, Snyder, Gilman. What was your perspective and energy kind of going into the junior world championships? I felt prepared. Um, I mean, just as an individual, I felt very prepared. And then if I were to compare like my, my whole team, the whole Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, I knew that I see what the guys are doing. I see how it's paying off. I don't know. We're, we're all in the same practices. So there's really no, no fear. It was more just uh, like eager, eagerness to compete, eagerness, yeah. eager to like just go out there and do what we all do. And it seems like at both the junior world team trials and here, it looked like you felt about as good as you could look. Like a buddy of mine was texting me last night and I was telling him you were coming on. He's like, dude, you got to ask about that underhook. It looked amazing. Like it, it did look like you were like yourself. Did you feel as good as you could? De- uh, I definitely felt the best I felt in a while. I feel like yeah. there's always, I would hope I'm not capped out, you know. Yeah, I would, no, I mean like feel good as you it. felt. Yeah. This is it. But <laughs> I definitely felt really, really good. I had a whole the whole summer really. It was just obviously there were some mini breaks and traveling around and I that's how I was I think that's how I was able to able to peak for this. Yeah. But definitely the way I was wrestling, it's something that it wasn't it wasn't really anything new. It was something I've done for a long time. I just I I went away from it this year in like the college season. I just tried I was, you know, I was learning all kinds of different, different things. And I was trying to wrestle that way. My bagel bag is trying to fly in my face right now, <laughs> but just wrestling how I know how to wrestle and picking up small things here and there. It's really paying off. Now I wish Chenzo was here for this, by the way, for those listening, Chenzo had to go run to a practice at Stanford. So he couldn't make it. But one of the things Chenzo and I always talk about on here is folk style or freestyle. And I'm interested in what your preferences, if you had to pick one. I love freestyle so yeah. much, so much more. Although the thing I like about folk style is an actual, I like the hype surrounding folk style matches because yep. really the only time you can get hype around a freestyle matches 
if it's the world championship finals or like the world championship medal matches, even then, like yeah. then you have the whole country uh, on your side and that's fun. But man, every single folk style match, it seems like you have a whole like college fan base. You have all that. So I like the dynamics around specifically like high school matches. They're, they're all right, but really big, high profile freestyle matches are probably my favorite. There is nothing like the NCAA finals. And I, and like, there's an argument all the time about if college was freestyle, this and that, like, and, and I hope Shane Sparks is listening. I know he listens to this all the time. He's a huge folk style guy and I get it. Like there's definitely, I don't want to say, I know he loves everything about folk style. He loves the mat returns. He loves the, the riding. Like I get it, but I do also think people who love folk style are a little clouded by thinking of their experience either competing or watching folk style like if i think about folk style i think about there's nothing like the ncaa tournament nothing like it like the fact that there's twenty thousand people in an arena and then three weeks later there's the u.s open in vegas usually where you can just walk up and if you want to see a penn state kid all 15 of you are sitting right there in a corner Kids just walk and do up to you before a match. Hey, can you sign this? Hey, can I get a picture? It's so accessible. Yeah. Like the NCAAs, the atmosphere that. So I think a lot of people, when they think folk style, they do think of that excitement because you can't beat it. Like I can't wait. Even I think the last folk style event I was at was Big Tens in Jersey. And that was just rowdy. Like, mm-hmm. People are rooting for kids, not even from their fan base because they're so into it. So that's fun. I'm looking forward to this season so freaking much. I hope I'm able to go again to Big Tens and Snowblaze. What's your perspective heading into the college season and looking back on last year's season? I think just room to improve, uh, jumping off point. I'm, I still love I love what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. Love the place I'm at. So I think it's just going in every day, having fun, working hard, and it's just enjoying, enjoying every day. I feel like I asked this a lot with Penn State wrestlers specifically because there's so many good high-level guys coming into the room. But what was your transition like from where you come out of high school, four-time national prep champ, and then, like, normally I, I couldn't even win JV County Tournament. Like, there's a lot more guys like me than like you. And when you do that and you win four championships, you're the big dog. And then you walk into a room where everybody's decorated with those accolades. Like everybody's so decorated and not even just on your teammates. Like as guys like you are coming in the room now and you have the Snyders, the David Taylors, the world Olympic champions in the room. What was that transition like to you from high school to college? I think, I think there's two different ways to like that uh, people come in and make this transition. And I mean, you probably either come in and say, man, I'm, I'm the man and you, you go with it and you just you keep firing and, and you, you're just, you're confident every day and you're, you're ready to rock and roll. But then like on the other hand, which comes as a surprise, I don't think I've told anyone this. I've never told anyone this, but I came in and I'm like, wow, I am terrible at wrestling. <laughs> Well, and like the confidence, like my confidence has always been like high, like cool as a cucumber, ready, ready to rock and roll. Even, yep. But this year, I was like, wow, I'm not good. Do I know how to wrestle? Like every, every day, every <laughs> single day. 
I, I loved what I was doing. It was still fun coming to practice. But yep. I was like, man, this is so fun. I need like, but like, how do you even like, because you left them every day wrestling with a different national champion or yeah. Olympic team member. Like, it's it's crazy. And like, guys, guys I've looked up to, guys like Zane, Gilman, uh, Bo Nickel, like just any any of these guys. I'm just like, wow, this is this is not going well. <laughs> but I think over over time, over the course of the year, um, as I got more mat time, as I got uh, closer with all these guys, and I saw them less as like, oh, that's this guy I read about or it's like that's a teammate and now i think i'm back i'm no i know i'm back on path to how i was in, in high school my whole mindset and not just my mindset but following through with yeah. the actual action so now i feel i'm in a good place and i know i just do what i keep doing and i'm i know i'm not terrible i <laughs> yeah i'd say you're not terrible i mean i gotta imagine too that that's a, you probably weren't used to that either in high school because you definitely like you said, every day you're going with a national champ in high school. Like you were in a really great room, great coaches. In high school, I think I got taken down in the room once or twice throughout all four years. That's just wild. And and that's why I think some guys don't. If if you don't mature quick enough, if you don't like mature mentally with your physical performance and mental capacity. I think it's easy to get into that trap because like you said, it's kind of reestablishing your confidence. Like I love being the dumbest guy in the room. I love it. I it's like, it's such a, it's humbling. Like we're, you know, I'm proud of what I've made of myself. I'm proud of the successes that I've had. I work very hard and, I, and I'm proud of that. But then when I go in a room with 10 guys who are more successful than me, and I like hanging out with people a lot of times that are older than me. So more often than not, they are more successful than me. I want to be in that position, but man, it's definitely humbling. You have to remind yourself, like, it's okay to be where you are right now. You don't have to be where, where they are yet. And I'm sure it's a bit, if you're coming in the room for the first time and you're wrestling a guy like Zane, I want to say Yanni told me a story close to that. Like Yanni came to Cornell for the first time and got whooped by Nation or something. <laughs> like, it was very similar. So I, I imagine that it definitely takes a lot of adjusting to, to confidence and that like getting whooped by somebody for the first time. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. So another thing that is interesting in your transition to college is NIL now because the Bo Nichols, the David Taylors, the Jason Nolfs, the Zanes, these were teammates who had a lot of success, but they didn't get to capitalize off that success in college, which is a blessing that you don't have to worry about it. But there's also more, there's more potential upside and there's more potential downside. Cause if people are focusing way too much on their brand and not winning, that's obviously a bad thing, but you're also in the position now where the more success you have, the more you'll be able to capitalize off of that and set yourself up for the future. So I'm curious what what NIL being implemented kind of means to you. I think for me, this whole NIL thing, not NIL, NIL <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And I, I, don't, I don't think I pay too much attention to it, but I don't even, I guess I, I put it in, I'm not putting in a crazy, like Roman, he's, he puts in work. He, yep. 
he he does it uh, in a in a good way. And but then there, I mean, there's some people that don't really put any time. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I'll post, sure. I'll post uh, somewhat regularly, but overall, I don't. My whole my end goal isn't probably isn't wrestling. Like it's it's wrestle wrestle. You know why why I can do all I can push myself, but then get out and do something in like a a more business professional sense i'm not sure what exactly that's gonna what route that's gonna take maybe maybe be like an attorney or something so this is gonna go forward (laughs) but uh while while the time is here and so that's another thing i can't can't really post anything too crazy because if you want to go with the attorney route there's there's some guys that could their name image like this they could maybe fall fall on some specific things that you know as as a future attorney if that works out then it's just you might say oh when he was young he used posing with uh like all kinds of crazy things and you, i uh, know we're, we're trying to keep that a good a healthy uh image so that's basically my main thing right now go in a positive way grow the whole social media presence without being the the crazy entertainer guy yeah and it's wild because you know i just saw that the executive producer of jeopardy was just assigned the role I think he gave himself the role because he was executive producer, but he literally just stepped down a week later because comments surfaced, excuse me, on a podcast he did. Um, I don't know what, what the comments are. I just saw like the headline basically that because of the comments made, he's stepping down. And that was like 2013, 2014. It wasn't that long ago, but I know for me, like I got Facebook and Twitter and everything after I started the company, like I started my company in 2008 and then I wasn't on any social media yet. And then 2009, 2010, I got on it primarily because I learned really quick, Hey, social media is a great way to build relationships, to create exposure and create awareness for something. So it worked out for the company. But thankfully I've always had that perspective of what will a prospective client think? I was single at the time. What will my future wife think if she sees this? Like, and still, like, I go through my Facebook like on this day, and I'm like, delete, delete, delete. Like, and it's not even bad. You just you just look at it like, well, maybe right, right, exactly. And I feel like so much of social media, like the last couple of years, I think social media is really changing to where it's more documenting, and it's more just kind of. Um, at least for me anyways, like capturing moments, both professionally, personally. But back then, I mean, I was using Facebook, like it was Twitter. I'm just like (laughs) the the most dumbest things. Like Justin, you're not inspiring anybody by like putting that. (laughs) Nobody cares that you're up in the gym. So it's interesting though, that like, I didn't do that until after I started a company, let alone get all the way through high school. I never went to college, but it wasn't until after I started the company. So there was at least a degree. If it wasn't for that, I can't imagine the stuff that I would have out there. I'm like, even the stuff that I thought at the time was good. It wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't. So you do have Bono's edits, which I'm super curious about because you've been doing that for like five years or something. And I never really followed high school wrestling too much. I've told the story a lot for the podcast listeners. I'm sorry. I'm saying this again, but like when I became friends with Cal and he became a client of mine, I started really following his career as a coach. Then I started really following uh, his athletes. And then as they became friends and clients, I really started following college wrestling. 
And then as those kids graduated, I really started following men's freestyle uh, and then women's freestyle when Helen became a client. So for me, I like I wrestled in high school it was absolutely terrible. So I never followed it too much. You obviously know who the really good kids are. And I had heard your name, but I remember like following you or something when I saw like your edits, like somebody posted a commitment graphic. And then I'm like, who's making these? And then I saw that you were a really good wrestler too. And I'm like, man, this is wild. How did you start making those graphics? Like, what did you start doing? In eighth grade, there's a photographer and he was for all like the champions of this one tournament. He made an awesome graphic of all like, just like the 14, 14 champs. Cause it was high school. And I, I loved this graphic. I made it my profile picture on everything. I, I was posting it, reposting it all over the place. And then I I just got, it got a little redundant. I got tired of seeing the same graphic over and over again. It was awesome, but it got yep. old. So then I was like, oh, how could I, how could I hide? How can I do this? So I was looking at YouTube and I was trying to figure it out. And my first graphics actually still posted on uh, my Bono's edits page bonus i just went back and look it was a different edit of you yeah and that was the, that was the first one i made and i look at that i'm like man that's also just terrible, terrible. <laughs> you but can't look at old design work you just cannot do it it's <laughs> there you know I'm, I'm all over the place i'm standing i have words covering me and then my head is chopped off behind it's yeah. just, oh, cool i look at it that was the first one and then I, I like slowly started making ones for my high school teammates just for free totally free just like making making them um and then some people I knew from around the country, we, I started making them. Uh, and then I just kept doing it. And over time, they slowly improved. Uh, a lot of YouTube, a lot of YouTube. It was entirely just YouTube, figuring that one out. And then this year, I actually took a, I took a graphic design class and assignments that should have taken a week or so. I was getting these done in an hour, two hours, finished with like a 101%. I don't know how I got bonus. I don't know how I did it, but <laughs> and I was flying through. So we might minor graphic design. If I, I don't know if I take more classes, we'll see. It, it's, it's, just, it's very natural for me just because I've put time. Yeah, it, it seems that. And, you know, I never went to college for anything I do with, you know, I started with um, websites, pro wrestling news websites in like 98, 99, 2000. And then I kind of like, YouTube wasn't even around then to like look stuff up. Like you literally, if you want to see how a website was made, you right click, you click view page source and you'd look and you'd see, okay, B means bold. Okay. I means italic. And so that's literally you, you would replicate it. And then I, when you're working with the websites, there's like back then it was pro wrestling websites and there were these cutouts that basically whenever you're posting news, you wanted the best graphic or image possible. So if you had the rare photo that nobody else had, you'd get more juice. You, your site, your news was better. So I remember literally downloading Photoshop to learn how to cut out somebody. And then from there, it's just one of those things where you slowly learn more and more. And it got to the point where that was from to like 2000, five, six, by 2008, when I started the company, I started hiring designers and developers all over the world. Cause I'm like, okay, this guy's lights out. This guy's lights out. Cause it's hard to do everything with digital. Like, like you said, so much of it is like YouTube go on and you say, 
I want to do this. How do I do that? Or what's this effect? Or you just watch somebody you really like. But I can tell with your stuff, like, it's it's really good. Like, the quality is good. It's not, there are some people who try to make graphics, and it's very cookie cutter. It's very blurry. It's very, it's just not good. I think with design, I always put ads out to try to hire new people and bring in new talent. And I'll hire contract workers all the time. And I'm always like, show me your work. And like, here you go. Here's 10 flyers I did. I'm like, this is terrible. I'm sorry. Like, this is not what our clients have come to expect for quality. Like, I'm sorry. That's our biggest struggle. Do you have aspirations to do stuff? I know you mentioned maybe wanting to be attorney, um, which is a heck of a lot more school than graphic design because graphic design requires like a, a computer with YouTube. Do you have aspirations to do stuff with graphic design, marketing, all that? it's more of a it's in the hobby category definitely yeah. still and it's in the spot where i like i really i enjoy it every time i'm making a graphic it's yeah. uh and in wrestling season they come up they come up a lot more it's it's it's, it's a whole weird it's a strange uh time do people day. dm you and say hey i want a commitment graphic i want this i want that yeah okay. so so i actually have like I, I figured out once I figured out the automated response button on Instagram, <laughs> so much easier. I have like five different ones, whatever they're asking. I just click on that one, but it's definitely, it's definitely still a hobby. It's, it's just fun to do. Um, but it's also nice. Like it's, it's cool when it's someone I know, or maybe like a younger guy or someone from a yeah. teammate, a teammate, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're transferring somewhere. Or they're go going into college and I always like to help them out. And that's, yeah, really fun to see my my small little name next to, next to someone it's cool and i think it's funny that it's a little ironic because like bo knows who does bo know and it'll be like oh well well bo knows robert howard to penn state bo knows like so -so here and just all over the place so it's a little little play on words guys real quick i want to tell you about our friends at manscaped another partner and sponsor of the show manscaped if you listen to this podcast before, you know we love these guys. They've been with us for like six months now. We're big, big fans. And all of you listeners that are supporting the podcast, first of all, thank you very much. And buying this product, everybody loves it. I get a lot of text and a lot of DMs about this. And as funny as it is, like I know some people kind of laugh, like Manscaped, you know the promos coming, Lawnmower 4.0. But so many of you actually love it. It's one of the reasons we keep going with them because I think it brings value to the listeners. Guys, this lawnmower 4.0, this thing is lights out. It's rechargeable. It's got wireless charging. It's waterproof. It's got a travel lock, LED spotlight, power status indicator, skin safe, replaceable blades. You can pop these on and off just like that. They have the weed whacker. Guys, any nose hair, ear hair gets rid of it instantly these products are so well made and i stand behind them 100 so everybody needs these little groomers you need these grooming tools if you take care of yourself you just do so if you're going to have these in your bathroom go get a manscaped one go to manscaped.com use promo code chenzo c-e-n-z-o chenzo who will be back in the podcast soon get 20 percent off go buy a lawnmower 4.0 college kids you're heading back to school Look good, feel good, wrestle good. You know, you know what it is. I don't got to tell you. Go get a lawnmower 4.0. This thing is state of the art, designed for grooming, designed for it perfectly. And you might think, ah, it's a groomer. Of course, it's designed for it. No, but they really thought about everything. 
even this little spotlight, this flashlight, take it right in the shower with you. It's great. So guys, go to manscaped.com. Use promo code CENZO, C-E-N-Z-O, for free shipping and 20% off. All right, let's get back to Bo. Yeah, I like it. And it's awesome. I know the feeling like building websites for people. You know, we just launched Roman's new website. And I think with we're actually have to talk to Yanni in a little bit. His website's all done. We're getting ready to launch it. And we're going through right now, just adding content. It's so fun, like to be able to contribute what you can do to help somebody else in an area where they're not good. Like, that's awesome. Now, do you want more business? Like if people are listening and they want like a graphic or a logo or whatever, like, do you want the DMs or do you not want anything right now? I'm on top of it. I've, I'm always making graphics. I think I have a lot more graphics than people think I make too. So do you make non like wrestling graphics, like non. Yes. Like what? Like, give me an example. I've made, I've made food menus. I've made, I've, revamped uh business logos i mean you're hired bash solutions hired on the spot (laughs) i've been doing doing a lot but the the thing is it got it's so much that there's there's some separation quality because i'll make pretty much every graphic and so not everyone has professional photos so like yeah that's how i got so much business in the beginning because if you want it kind of like it matched like the consumer and uh, the supplier like we we matched our quality so like a local little like high school kid wants a graphic i'm a high school guy it's not it's very feasible we can do it whereas if you want to go to an, an actual photographer graphic artist at the time there it's it's a lot of work and you don't have photos you have to schedule a whole like photography like photo session and all that stuff and so but like for a while once i started improving i was like man I, these, these kids they just have like a blurry photo their parents took from the stands <laughs> on an iphone 4 it doesn't doesn't look right so for like about a year i was like i can't I, i'm not doing it i'm just <laughs> like i would tell them like all right go in front of a wall wear a cigarette take a photo this portrait mode i can work with it and i can just convert the file any iphone photo is good enough it looks good for... it looks good if you just you're close enough right that's why i literally just tweeted last week that it was like a tony rotundo appreciation tweet because his photos like he's got wrestlers or warriors.com yeah and I pay Tony every single month a number that's very fair. And I use his photos. Initially, it was just for the podcast guests. Like when they come on here, you know, here's a photo of them. And I said, Tony, I want to pay you to use your photos because there's a big difference in seeing a photo of somebody that's extremely low quality and blurry versus high resolution. And mm-hmm. I had said, like, I get so many texts and messages about our graphics, whether it's for bash solutions or bash mania or a schedule or a champion, whatever. And a lot of them, my team helps with some, a lot of them. I just do like, I'll be on a conference call bored and I'll make a graphic for something like it, it's fun at times. Yeah. And, and I said like, these graphics are good because the photos are good. I can't yeah. do anything good without good graphics. And I was actually going to make a, um, a graphic when Emily Shilson one junior worlds yesterday and i had to run out to a meeting so it was gonna be like close to see if i get it done or not and i went to tony's site real quick no photos like recently like there was a couple and um the uww photographer kadir i think his name i don't know how to produce a kadir i think like he's got lights out photos but they weren't really up yet so i ran to the meeting i'm like oh i really wish i could have got that one up but i don't want to like just put it out if there's not a good photo so i'm always like 
Tony Rotundo appreciation tweet. <laughs> Thank you. Because having that quality of, of a photo, people don't realize how easy it is to just like, I think with NIL, especially a lot of wrestlers should make deals with photographers. Like I'll pay photographers like Justin Hoach. I'll say like when Chenzo's competing in the last chance Olympic trials qualifier, Justin, how much do you want so that I can have all the photos of Chenzo through this tournament so he can use them? I'll use them in graphics, whatever. Gave me his number. I said, done. No brainer. Now you have all those photos. I feel like a lot of people just kind of use the photo, repost it, and they get away with it at times. But it's also like I want to encourage the photographers to keep doing it. Like yeah. this sport is definitely advancing because of marketing and promotion. And that doesn't happen without good content. You know that yeah. I really think it's going to get to a point to where I think you're going to start seeing photographers on teams taking photos of kids and saying, here you go. Like, I already know some schools are doing that. Like David Carr, it's like he has a photographer 24 seven with him. You Doesn't know, it's like, he's, he's got a he's got professional photos. Right. All of a sudden, he's got a photo of him eating a gummy bear. High res, perfect quality. Uh, yeah, I I, photo. <laughs> Andy, how did right. this Right. I love it. And I think you're going to start seeing like if I'm a, a wrestler of any level, college, senior level, doesn't matter. I'm literally DMing Tony Rotundo, Justin Hoach, Kadir, all these guys and saying, like, how much do you use all your photos? How much to send me all the photos from this competition? Because especially now more than ever that you can brand yourself like I have a Bash Solutions photographer who does a lot of our client photo shoots for content, for social media, all that. And every now and then I'll be like, all right, I need content. Like, let's go shoot for an hour. And I'll just do whatever I'm doing that day. And he'll just photograph me for like an hour. And now I have content. It works. Promote the company. If I want to use it for me, like, it's a no-brainer. I think we're going to get to that point to where more wrestlers start doing that. Like, I saw you tweet out right away. Like, all right, who's got the international photographer hookup? And I, I texted you instantly. Like, here you go. Done. Like, Thank you. Thank you for that. That was, that was so quick too. And I think it was like, I think it was, it might've been 2 AM in Russia. So I was just all out. I was like, ah, I got nothing, dude. Yeah. It's, it's years of doing it as we go through right now, working on websites for Yanni, for Gable, just finished Romans, like getting these photographers. And I know everybody's different. Some people just want credit. Some people want money. Some people want different relationships, different engagements. So I've, I've built so many relationships over the years. I'm so grateful for all these guys. John, John Sox and Larry Slater are two guys too, like on Facebook constantly. As soon as a match, they'll upload like four, like during the Olympics, it was huge because they'd have like, before they're even off the map, there's five photos on, on the Facebook gallery makes graphics easy. By the way, for like the casual Penn State fan, you probably fell off 20 minutes ago. This has turned into like, <laughs> this has turned into a marketing and graphic design talk that I've wanted to have with him for a couple of years now. So you got to forgive me for that one. I hope you guys enjoy this. But all right. So if you want Bo to make graphics, logos, menus, flyers, whatever, DM him with as much information as possible because I know how that gets too. So, cause you got to support the college kids. You got to support it. If, if he's going to go become an attorney, that's a lot of side work to go all the way through that. That the good thing is you'll be able to market yourself as an attorney better with all this experience. <laughs> Smiling. Like, right. Photoshop suit on. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
All right. So what's next for you? You just got home. You want to, you want a bronze medal. That's amazing. Congrats on that. Like what's next now? <laughs> I don't know. A uh, little mini break right now. Uh, class starts on Monday. That's me. My first in-person class because we haven't had in-person. So oh, actually, wow. I've that's right. I've had a college class technically. I'm like online. So yeah. And state college right now is there's a lot of people. I went out to get when I got my bagel and coffee this morning. It was crazy. So many roads because people are moving in now. I've never seen many people here because even last year, like I think it was like only freshman or some, something about it. There was not there weren't a lot of people. And I thought it was a lot of people. And right now it it looks like New York City right now. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And so just adapting, adjusting, moving from the whole peaking for a uh, world championship now go take classes you know lift run and more relaxed right now yeah and you know when when you hop in the zoom you're eating like four bagel sandwiches with like six pounds of bacon and i guess it's a good point to bring up like 65 kilos versus wrestling at 49 where do you feel more comfortable I'm pretty good with my weight. So really whatever weight class I'm wrestling at the, yeah. at the time, I, I do it right. I'm really big on nutrition and the whole <laughs> wellness and like yoga, all kinds of different like health things. My wife's uh, been trying to get me to do yoga for a year. I need to do it. Frank Molinaro always told me like his wife's an instructor, I think, and he loves it. He swears by it. I, I got to start doing it, but continue. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think even when, when the weather's, when the weather's good, I think starting with outdoor yoga, that, that was what got me hooked on it initially. It's hard. It might be harder to go into a little, like a hot yoga class sit there and get in the sauna. And you, <laughs> that might not be the jumping off point for everyone, but. Yeah. So your weight doesn't really matter. You don't really care which one. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's just if I'm eating like four bagels or two bagels or <laughs> one bagel, no bagels. It's just wherever I'm at, I, I feel very comfortable. That makes sense. Well, I'm excited, man, for what's next for you? I mean, you have four years left at Penn state. You might be the youngest college kid I've had on the podcast, but your maturity is definitely not like you're that young, your perspective heading now into the rest of your Penn state career, which you have a lot left of what's the perspective. I think just continuing to enjoy every day, you know, obviously everyone has gold and this uh, going into this world championship, this is really the first time I've seen my like my mentality through it all. It was a little bit different because normally I remember I said it right after trials. I was saying I'm just trying to enjoy every day. The outcome is obviously be a world champ, but every day uh, I said something on some coke spiel about like enjoying like every day, every day, love it. Love it. Wake <laughs> up, lift hard, love it. Sore from the workout, love it. And yeah. Normally, you know, you take a loss anywhere and like, I'll feel it the next time. Like there's like, there's regret and there's like, I could have yeah. done more and all this different thing. But immediately, immediately after losing the semis, I was like, wow, that's not cool. But <laughs> <laughs> you have to have some of that. You're not going to like, well, okay, I lost, whatever. I feel like you, yeah. can't have, you can't have the whatever mindset. But a after that, I was like, man, like this is. This is like all summer. We're still going. We're not done yet. We have we have a whole nother match. We have one more match. Yes. And I wrestled the next day at night. So I was just like, man, I spent I spent all summer doing this. I'm I like I genuinely it's not just me saying, all right, have fun. 
I think a lot of people think, oh, Penn State wrestling is just half fun, half fun. <laughs> right. I am enthused. I'm very enthusiastic about like every day. I love what I'm doing. I love the people I'm around. I love everyone supporting me. I love what I get to do. I get to, I've been able to travel around. My family came to Russia too. Oh, that, really? I don't know how oh, that's they super cool. No idea how they pulled that one off. <laughs> but they did that. So it was, it was honestly a fun trip. And it was, it didn't feel like I, it didn't feel like I lost in a way, which is kind of weird. I've never felt that. I was like, I didn't lose. I was like, well, I mean, I saw, like, I was like, oh, well, I, this, this, all right. The guy, the guy took this shot and I just, I got taken down. All right. Next, this next match, let's just try to do what I do. So it was, it was, it was awesome. It, it was just, it was an awesome trip all around. Like there's no regrets. I really like, I liked the trip. So I think moving forward with the whole like Penn State career, I'm, I'm just going to continue to enjoy it. And, you know, let's see how this pays off. I know, I know what my goals are. And it, even if goals aren't met, I mean, like you can't directly impact, like change the outcome, but I mean, just every day, what I'm doing, I love what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing the right thing and be around the right people. It's funny you say that because I had Gilman on last week who I love every conversation with that kid. If you haven't listened to the Gilman episode, you have to go back and listen to it. He's actually been on like five times. And he said like that Snyder gave him the advice of don't let the days wash away. Mm -hmm. I think they he gave that advice in Japan. And I've been thinking about that every single day because I'm in so many seasons of just like both waiting and grinding. Like we have a baby on the way and due in January. I'm ready for the baby to just like pop out and like be here. I don't want to wait like five more months. We have um, so many cool things going on. And if you just fade out, the days just like blur together and they do kind of just wash away. So when he had said that, I'm like, wow, I like that. Like I've thought about that every single day that it's so important. And I love like that specific example, because I think that's a, a specific example of something like a way to have fun is to truly enjoy it. Have fun at Penn state wrestling has become a cliche that I think wrestling coaches are going to start putting on t-shirts like Rockport wrestling, have fun. <laughs> I really think that's like, but like you said, it's not just the cliche aspect of it. It's it's super cool. Um, what do you think the best part of the trip was if you had to like focus in on something? I think uh, uh, having definitely having having Coach Cody there was pretty cool. We didn't know if we were going to be able to make that happen. Uh, because Dude, talk about sacrifice. He he's the man. Coach Cody's the man. He's he man. he's a legend. Turns around from Tokyo a week later, and he was in Japan for like what three weeks? Like that was no short. Like he was legit gone from his wife and kids in America. Like Back for about I think a day and a half, day and a half or two days. Hits American soil and he's gone. Did you not know if he was going to be able to make the trip initially? Yeah, we didn't know. And what he, were you he, thinking? Like, yeah, we had, we had, I mean, we had we had uh, we had options. It was either he was going to go or Coach McKnight was going to go. We were going to we we're going to get someone there. Yeah. And either way, they're both they're both awesome. Yeah. Uh, trust yeah. guys. They're really great, uh, great coaches. But just the fact that he he was able to pull that one off that was that was funny. That was like oh, Tanato and Jacket got lost too. So he no, he was going through it. You got to love being rewarded for discipline. Like the fact that he even wanted to go, I think speaks so much volume. Like there's so it's, 
obvious how good the coaching staff is at Penn State. Everybody knows it. But when you get granular with some of the people, like Casey and Cody should be in every conversation on the internet about wrestling. I'm obviously exaggerating, but like I I keep DMing Casey, like, dude, you got to come on the podcast. Like you have to, because like, I love one of the things I love the most in the room. I have, I posted on Instagram a couple years ago. It's like, for me, once you guys are done practicing and I'm like kind of walking around and I sit down next to the wall and like Casey sits down or Cody sits down. You have that like 15 minute against the wall, sitting on the mat chat. That's the best. Like that was inspiration to start this podcast. It's like, I want to bring those conversations to people who don't get some of those blessings and opportunities to have those conversations. Like those conversations are like part of why this podcast exists. Like there's such, and they, it's always funny. Like one of the first things Casey will mention when I see him is something he saw like on Instagram. It's like when I bought a Corvette and I was in Penn state a couple months later, I think it's like, did you bring, did you bring the vet down? <laughs> Like, how do you even know I got that? You know, like he pays attention. They, 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 they take things in. It's so funny because they don't engage too much, but they're like, that was my first viewer. Every, anytime I post anything, I'm right there. I'm like, yeah, yep. I, I love it. They're such an awesome staff. You're definitely blessed to have those guys in that room. I, I do want to get them on the podcast for sure. And one other thing you said that I think is so important, maybe for wrestlers listening to, take with them you and Gilman both kind of said the same thing like I asked Gilman after your loss what was your perspective because when he came back it didn't look like he was battling defeat or a loss he looked just ready to go he looked lights out and he was so happy and I had brought up um that there was a study I had seen and he actually sent it to me after about who's happier bronze or silver medal winners yeah. Bronze it, is definitely an interesting. They, people should do more research on that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to see this article because I understand. Yeah, and it's like, and so I had brought that up, and he said, like, you, you can give yourself two, three minutes of pity, like this sucks, whatever, and then it's time to just move on. Because I know for me, like, I'm a terrible athlete, but in business, I have to do that. If I take an L somewhere, like, I can't dwell on it very long. I have to just like deal with it. And then like maybe pout for four minutes and then it's over. It's on to the next thing and you learn, you grow, you, you adjust. So I think that's important for any wrestler listening, not to get hung up on a loss. It, it, life goes on, especially the quicker you rebound from that loss mentally. I think the better you're going to compete. Of course. Not that I'm a high level wrestler, but I've talked to a lot of high level wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, guys, that's it for today's episode. If you're not following Bo, go follow him on Instagram. I'll link up his handle. Go to Bo's, Bo Knows Edits. Great graphics. I get requests all the time. Logos, graphics. You know, and we have such a great clientele. We don't do a lot of small tasks because we're very relationship driven. You know, do work every month. We don't, we're not set up to accommodate these smaller tasks. So sometimes... You people who are wanting the smaller tasks, the one-off, here you go. This is perfect. We set up this podcast for you. So go DM Bo, get some graphics made. Make sure you're following him. Bo, any final words? Uh, just thanks for having me. I see all the work. I see all the work you're always doing. 
with the, these great people. I'm really humbled to be. <laughs> Dude, I, I've wanted to have you on for a while. And then finally, I, I think literally I just responded to after I had given you the link for the photographer. I'm like, Dude, just come on, come on the podcast. Like, great timing. Just want a world bronze medal. <laughs> like, much better timing. Right. Perfect timing. So thank you for making the time. I know you literally just got back and you're you're eating, like I said, like four bagel sandwiches, six pounds of bacon as you're kicking this off. So I know you you fit into your schedule. So thank you, man. And I'm sure you'll be back on again. And if you do need more graphic design work, this company, all the work you need. <laughs> all right, man, I'll catch you later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See ya. And the beat goes on.